So, uh, according to one national writer, apparently USC fans need to be concerned about their 2023 recruiting class. On our last episode, uh, we talked about how Malachi Nelson, USC's five-star quarterback in their 2023 class, took a trip out to Texas A&M over the weekend. Uh, does that mean he's on the flip watch list? Plus, we've got some more recruiting news, as always. We try to bring it to you. And I'm going to give a couple of different grades to two different position groups. And when I show you the report card, you might raise an eyebrow. That's what's coming up next here on Locked On USC. Let's do this. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Right on, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Culkin, and thanks for making Locked on USC your first listen every day, whether you're watching on YouTube or listening on your podcast, wherever you download it, we're free. And if you are watching on YouTube, make sure to hit that uh, subscribe button. Give me your feedback. Without you, the show doesn't mean anything. And uh, thanks for coming along for the ride. All right. At the top there, we, uh, we talked about... Uh, USC's 2023 recruiting class and how it might be in danger. A little hyperbole there. We're going to use that word one more time coming up shortly. Uh, there is a, on the On3 network, there's a national writer, Keegan Pope, and he put out a story with a list of the top five elite guys who could, who could potentially flip from their current commitments. Uh, Malachi Nelson made his cut. Let me, let me read this excerpt here just regarding, uh, re- regarding Malachi. <clears throat> Five-star plus quarterback Malachi Nelson was Lincoln Riley's first commitment when he left Oklahoma for USC last fall. Uh, the decision to follow the coach he committed to in Norman back to his home state was a no-brainer. <clears throat> the Trojans built an early case for the number one class in the country, but have seen their momentum on the recruiting trail dissipate in recent months. Uh, We're going to come back to that here in a moment. In what can only be considered a major surprise, Nelson visited Texas A&M over the weekend, his first trip to any school other than USC since his commitment. That news sent a shockwave from College Station all the way back to L.A. Right now, according to WRSC's Scott Schrader, the concern about Nelson's commitment status isn't major, but if more visits whether to Texas A&M or other schools begin to materialize, then the questions will only get louder. Uh, Whether or not, yada, yada, yada. So, um, look, I I talked about this on our last episode. Number one, (laughs) first point, um, if USC's recruiting momentum has dissipated in recent months, uh, then all I have to say is USC... Keep doing the great yeoman's work you're doing, and we'll come back to that point in our segment on when we talk about recruiting. Uh, the second point, um, I, I said hyperbole. Here's the second time. Um, I, I think that might be the best way to describe the story uh, regarding Nelson's visit to AM. I spoke about this on our last episode. Uh, first of all, Lincoln Riley knew ahead of time that he was going. So this wasn't any major surprise uh, that the writer is trying to make this out to be. 
so, you know, Lincoln, he got the message way ahead of time before everybody else. Um, however, you know, is there smoke? I don't know. I, I guess if you do want to look at it from from the devil's, devil's advocate point of view, I guess, um, now that, you know, he has taken that trip, you know, other programs are going to be able to kind of, hey, if he's willing to take a trip there, maybe he's willing to take a trip out here. So, you know, maybe there's a little bit of smoke out there starting to build up, but, you know, unless he's willing to take, you know, more of these spontaneous trips, um, I don't think USC fans have anything to be concerned about. Now, if he does, then I can, I'll feel safe in saying that USC is now in a bidding war, so to speak. Um, I don't know how that's going to play out. Uh, we, you know, I've talked about this uh, not only here but also over on WeRSC.com in, in, in my writings. Uh, USC has a different view of the NLI, NIL game, and they do not want to use, uh, you know, either via a collective or through their boulevard or state doubted programs. Um, they don't want to use NIL as a financial inducement to get kids to, or, you know, uh, recruits to come to USC. That's just not how they see the NIL, how it was, how it was intended. And I agree with them. Uh, nevertheless, that's how the game's being played right now. So until more guardrails are put in place, and if USC doesn't want to lose uh, a Malachi Nelson, I'm not saying they are, but again, you know, but if the rumors are true with these, uh, dollar packages that are being thrown around to, to some high school recruits. Um, you never know. Just never say never, I guess, is the best way to go about this. And we'll keep everyone updated um, as this you know, kind of plays itself out. But, you know, with, this, with the season coming up, not only, you know, USC's football season, uh, the high school football seasons are starting sooner. So I'm pretty sure that Nelson's going to be starting to really focus in on his team, uh, the Los Alamitos Griffins, uh, because they're they're going to have a pretty good team, at least on the offensive side of the ball. Um, and they get they got their eyes on the prize. They they want to win a championship this year. They're they're going all in. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, you, you can bet on it that I will be bringing this topic up more often than not when it comes to uh, you know USC's top recruit in the class if it's not malachi nelson it's it's definitely zachariah branch the wide receiver the five star from bishop gorman uh, where one goes the other goes so that's something you we, we will keep your track on speaking of betting uh head on over to betonline.net because they are the fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your betting needs you can find all of your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, even golf. Speaking of baseball, uh, everyone knows by now I'm a Dodger fan, LA Dodgers, but the Padres are going to try and get back into the game here. Uh, they won the Juan Soto sweepstakes, so check that out on Fan Online. Uh, they continue to give you top online resource for all of your sports wagering information. From live in-game betting scores and podcasts, they have you covered. 
Head to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, back to hyperbole. Well, no, we're going to move forward. We're going to lay off of Keegan. However, only momentarily. Uh, USC just received another commitment uh, this afternoon, Tuesday. We're recording this Tuesday evening. So when you're listening and watching this Wednesday morning, uh, you're going to find out that USC got another commitment. from This one is from Maliki Crawford, the four-star cornerback from Pacific High School in Oxnard, California. Uh, he's now joined the 2023 class. If that name sounds familiar, again, I, it should. We talked about him just yesterday. Uh, he's that rangy, six foot three, long arms. Um, I, I just from the few highlights that I've seen, I haven't actually seen him play in a game live, but from what I watched uh, via highlight, um, you know, maybe another Terrell Thomas. I don't know. We'll see. He's got his whole. He's got a senior season coming up here, so uh, we'll get a chance to evaluate him. Um, but you know, it brings me back to uh, Keegan. You know, the writer's comment about um, how the Trojans' recruiting uh, momentum has dissipated. Well, if that's the new, if the new definition of dissipate it means you know only getting one commitment per week, four weeks in a row. I'll have to get used to a new definition. Um, just let me, let, let's recap this for uh, for Mr. Keegan Pope. I'm sure uh, he he was just going for effect here, so I'm not really, uh, not really coming after you. But just as a reminder for everybody, uh, back on July 18th, USC got a commitment from Taka Curtis, the four-star linebacker from many Louisiana. Uh, US, he chose USC over Ohio State and Wisconsin. And he's from Louisiana, which means he had eliminated LSU earlier in the process. Uh, USC, the week later, got a commitment from Micah Banuelos, the four-star offensive lineman from the state of Washington. He chose USC over Oregon and Texas A&M. And then today, um, Tuesday, four-star Maliki Crawford, he chose USC over the Bruins, as well as a few other Pac-12 programs were on his resume. And yeah, that is only three. However, this Saturday, uh, USC feels really confident. They've got a good vibe going with the defensive end rush end out of Texas, Braylon Shelby. Uh, so that could be the fourth one. And uh, even if he's not the fourth one, but he will be, um, Getting three <laughs> does not qualify for the in any way, shape, or form to the, for the definition of dissipate. Um, all right, so I, I guess what I'm trying to say is USC is doing really well uh, as they head out of summer into fall camp. They're they're getting commitments left and right, and they're filling needs. Uh, they're not going to have a large uh, deep defensive backfield. A recruiting class. They're looking to take maybe four or five. Um, but they're getting going here. Maliki Crawford. It's a good four-star to grab. And there's more coming. We talked about that on a previous episode. Um, and as far as some more recruiting news, 
head on over to uh, wersc.com when you're done here making Locked On USC your first listen and your first watch. Uh, Scott Schrader has a recruiting article going. He's got a couple of them, actually, on tw- a couple of the 2024 guys. Uh, the first one is on the cornerback prospect Dakota Fields. Uh, he's another long, rangy guy. He'll be playing in the same defensive backfield as Roderick Pleasant at Gardena Serra. Uh, I'm going to read. I, I can't go over everything that Scott talks about in his story because it is a premium article. Uh, so, again, head on over there. If you want recruiting information and you want the behind the scenes, the nuggets, that premium information, uh, I can give it to you, you know, a few days later. I'm not going to give it to you when it first comes out because that would be taking food out of our mouths. We're a subscriber site over there, but we're free on Locked on USC. Nevertheless, um, one thing, one of the questions Scott asked Dakota Fields, and this goes back to an interesting quote, and it supports my point uh, on our last episode where we were talking about George Klyovkov's bitterness and how USC is already regretting their choice moving to the Big Ten. So one of the questions Scott asked uh, Dakota Fields in his story is, do you still want to play football in the snow? And does USC moving to the Big Ten help with that? <clears throat> Fields answered, yes, and it does help a lot. USC is moving to the Big Ten is a really big deal. There's a lot more money involved, and they'll be playing against a lot better competition. Hmm, sounds familiar. Teams like Ohio State, Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, and in front of a great and in front of a lot of great fan bases. End quote. You know, I raised these exact same points uh, talking about this yesterday in our episode on our on our episode of Locked On. So to hear the recruits actually kind of spew out the same verbal diarrhea that I've been giving you. Um, now it becomes factual. You're now hearing it from the recruits, and it just again it, it just really, I guess, points out that uh, Commissioner Klyovkov wasn't being very collegial with those comments. Um, where else do we want to go with this one? Oh, I mentioned Roderick Pleasant. Uh, Scott has another. He has an article on Roderick Pleasant's timeline. You can find that over there on wrsc.com. So, but the question really is, is Pleasant on a timeline to announce um, for USC, or is he going to wait until the early signing period day in December? You're going to have to go head over to the uh, wrsc.com site to find out the answers to that in the story. Um, but what I can say is that he plans to use all of his recruiting trips um, but before anybody gets too nervous, he's got a really good relationship with the USC track program and their head coach, uh, Quincy Watts. Again, we have to emphasize Roderick is a, an elite sprinter, Olympic caliber, world class speed. So, um, you know, his relationship with Quincy Watts is really tight and it's right up there with Lincoln Riley which is a good sign for USC fans. But don't look for a commitment from from Roderick anytime soon. With that said, things change really quickly with these guys. 
Um, but as of now, he's intending to make his commitment uh, early signing day. Sarah has a really cool program that they do um, at the school, and that's when he's planning to do it. So <clears throat> I also said at the top of the show that I was going to be giving some letter grades to a couple of the different position groups. All right, so here we go. Now, I know I'm going to get a I'm going to get an eyebrow or two or three raised when I when I give the quarterback grade and especially when you hear when I give it compared to the offensive line. Those are going to be the two position groups that we talk about today. Now, on uh, every week I do a podcast on Inside the Trojan Huddle with Greg Katz as the host, myself, Chris Arledge and his musings, and there's always a uh, third, pa- a fourth panelist to go in there. This week it was Eric McKinney, and let's just say that Chris Arledge and myself had a difference of opinion uh, on these two position group letter grades. So make sure you go check out this week's episode. It, uh, it was pretty good, in my opinion. We had some good. We had we had some fun. <clears throat> All right, so let's just get right to it. I gave the USC quarterback room, not the starter, the room, a B-plus grade. And people are saying, what? How can you give them a B-plus? You've got Caleb Williams, uber talent, one of the top quarterback uh, recruits in his class, if not the top recruit, and he, he committed to Lincoln Riley. USC has Miller Moss, who was challenging for that starting position. Uh, again, another high-end uh, four-star quarterback that pretty much had his pick of any. He could have gone to any program he wanted. He chose USC. And he chose USC when USC didn't have Caleb Williams, but they had Jackson Dart. They had Keaton Slovis. Um, that wasn't a, a quarterback room void of talent then. So... Um, here's my rationale for the B plus grade, and I'm going to use a little bit of Lincoln Riley, uh, what he said at Pac-12 Media Day. Caleb Williams has, you know, he's played less than a half a season as a starter, maybe a little bit more than half a season, and as the season went on during his freshman year, uh, things became a little bit more challenging for him because his tendencies, you know. Defensive coordinators will scout you. They will figure out your tendencies. And they will make things more difficult for you, more challenging. And one thing, one of the easiest ways to confuse a quarterback, a young quarterback who's still learning to play at the college level, is flooding the field with eight defenders when you're trying to throw the ball. All of a sudden, those windows and open receivers aren't so open anymore. And there was some signs of struggles with that with Caleb as the season went on last year. Miller Moss has even less ex- playing experience than Caleb. So I don't think I'm that far off base. Now, Chris Arledge gave him, gave the quarterback group an A. Okay, I'm, it, look, I, I'm fine with that. I can, can be, if somebody wants to appeal this grade, I could probably could be convinced, but you know what? I'm going to set a standard here. Go earn that grade. There's nothing wrong with a B plus. 
win three, four games and 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 show that hey, you know what? Whatever Mark is saying, you're, you're, he's he's full of caca. I'll change the grade. No big deal. It's not that deep. Um, but again, it's all based on off of experience. And until I can see USC's quarterbacks, and here's another thing, you know, be, once you get, heaven forbid, Caleb got hurt and went down for a game, and then Miller Moss, you know, what's behind them? That's your that's your scholarship quarterbacks right there. That's thin. So I, you know, I guess on a on a on the whole big picture type of thing, that's where I'm coming in on the B plus for the room. Okay. Now the O line again, and this is where you know Chris and I we we had a friendly disagreement. I gave them an A minus, <clears throat> and <clears throat> I did it because of the strength of the interior of the offensive line. The question marks at the tackle spots, and typically that's not where you want to have um, the question marks. Question marks, uh, and Eric McKinney brought raised this point. Um, you want, you know, if you want your offensive line to have experience, you'd prefer to have it at the tackle spot. I agree to an extent. We know in the NFL that, you know, the guys who make the big money are the, you know, the blindside protectors, left tackle, right tackle. Um, they make the big money. But considering the offensive scheme that USC employs, knowing the type of athlete that Caleb Williams and to a lesser extent, Miller Moss, uh, he has great pocket awareness. Um, where would you prefer pressure coming? Um, you know, if you're Caleb Williams and you've got, you know, those wheels, that extra gear, I would prefer having, knowing that, that if I have to escape, I have to escape because the, the pressure is coming from the edge. I've already got maybe a foot or two head start. I prefer that much more than it coming right up in my face, up the gut through the interior. USC has tremendous experience up the middle. At left guard, you've got Andrew Voorhees. At center, you've got Brett Nylon. And at right guard, you've got Justin Dietrich. All are fifth-year guys with a lot of experience playing time under their belt. And here's another thing. And I didn't even bring this up yesterday, and I should have. Andrew Voorhees has shown that he could play left tackle as well. When Cortland Ford went down last year, when the injuries were just too much to play with, Andrew slid outside, and it was like, it was just a seamless transition. Didn't skip a beat. USC's offensive line last year, I thought, was the most productive unit as a whole uh, on that 4-8 and squad. And that was with one year uh, with Clay McGuire getting to mold those guys. Now Josh Henson comes over, and he's going to take what Clay McGuire left, which is a bunch of experienced dudes. You've got Cortland Ford and John, Jonah Monheim and Bobby Haskins uh, battling for the tackle spots. And I mentioned the three guys on the interior. That's why I'm going A-, minus, slightly above the B-plus of the quarterback. Uh and this is the point I wanted to drive home. You know, the quarterback's best friend is an offensive line. And if Caleb is confident with his O-line protecting him, specifically up the middle, 
where he'll have a chance to escape if you know they send a if, if let's say that the, the opponent sends a uh, you know, full house blitz man it's a lot easier to escape from an edge guy than you got two or three guys breaking through the middle that's just how i see things doesn't mean i'm right that's just my opinion on the matter so that's how i graded the offensive line versus the quarterback and and how i justified the grades so um I'll, uh, we'll go over more grades, but also make sure you head on, check out the Inside the Trojan Huddle episode. I think you guys will really enjoy it. We had a lot of fun with it. All right, so there you go. We'll be back again with another episode tomorrow. Again, we're, we're five days a week now as we head into the season, which, by the way, 32 days away from kickoff against Rice. Spring fall, excuse me, spring fall camp starts on Friday. I'll be there. I'll also be there Thursday at USC. They're having a meet and greet with the media, the coaching staff from one till four. We got our list of players and the times will be there. And uh, we'll go over that again. We'll go over that list tomorrow as well. So until then, everyone fight on. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening.